Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Stephen Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN, and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So be sure to check those out. Uh, Hersh, we uh, we Bucks lost to the Nuggets tonight in the first game of the Doc Rivers era in Milwaukee. Um, you know, at times I thought the team looked like pretty good tonight, you know, especially defensively. I know you're, you were big on the energy, but what did you see from tonight's game? I mean, yeah, I just, first of all, I think, you know, it was definitely good to see doc on the sideline. Um, you know, the, the Joe Prunty era was definitely, you know, a fun little three games, but now it's time to get serious. We've got our guy on the sidelines. Um, and you know, we definitely showed a lot of defensive in- intensity, uh, to start out. Uh, we went up pretty pretty big. We had we got a nice lead. Chris Middleton had a ten point first quarter, um, and you know we 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 were humming. And then you know we went on a little bit of a drought there in the second, um, another little drought in the third, and you, you really you can't do that against the team that just won the championship, Steve. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I want to talk about our offense really quick. You know, specifically with Chris Middleton, I felt that he got off to a great start one of his better starts of the season and then just didn't really do anything after the first half. Like he felt like just he disappeared, I guess, for us. Uh, whether that just be like the doc fit or, you know, the Dame and Chris fit with doc with the new coach and all that, or it just, you know, it just wasn't in the flow of the game. Um, you know, I want to see our hot hand take more shots, especially in crunch time. I like, that's kind of why you have two closers like that. So when one isn't falling with Dame in the case of tonight, you give the ball to Chris. He was making his shots. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and it, that's 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 why, like, when when we got Dame at the beginning of the year, um, I was so happy that you know now we have two different closers that we can go to that can get a shot at any real point on the court. Um, and it doesn't have to be Giannis, who we know is not a great free throw shooter. Um, for some reason, they continue to go to him at the end of the game to shoot free throws, which I don't quite understand. I do, I do get that he was fouled on that um, one that Aaron Gordon fouled out on tonight. But I mean, I would have just liked to see Dame take the free throws or Chris if we're gonna if we're gonna get fouled there. But yeah, I just thought you know, Chris Chris should have been a little bit more aggressive. I think they were doing a great job early on hunting the mismatches. Uh, they were looking especially at Reggie Jackson when he came into the game. Uh, Chris Middleton was going at him, going at KCP. Um, and they kind of got away from that. It looked like, you know, same old bucks that we've seen all year long. Uh, but definitely in the first quarter, we looked kind of like a different team and it looked kind of cool. So hopefully Doc Rivers can kind of harness that and have that, you know, stick within uh, throughout the entire flow of the game, Steve. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, we went on some droughts in tonight's game. Uh, and I think that you know, with a team that really, really relies on its offense, you can't, you know, resort to that like old isolation ball where you're just putting up shots and, you know, sometimes shots just aren't going to fall too. Like that was, you know, the case tonight in certain, uh, in certain aspects of it, like shots just weren't falling for us. Like Bobby Portis, I remember I had like this really easy floater and, uh, he would usually make that. It's like usually a gimme for the guy. And it just like bounces off the front of the rim short. I thought that we weren't really getting a good whistle tonight, but I feel like that's the case in most games. Um, but yeah, this team does not win games when 
they don't score like a lot of points. I think it was like when we don't score at least 117, we're like two and 10 this year. Uh, and you know, that just comes with having a bad defense Hirsch. And like at points tonight, I thought the defense was really, really solid, but down the stretch of the game, a lot, a lot of miscommunications. Uh, we got like back cut like three or four separate times that were just like, like it was just a lapse of like judgment or just a lapse of execution by the defense. Um, Nobody could stop Jamal Murray, Hirsch. Uh, Malik Beasley got torched like twice in a row. Like <laughs> we needs, we still need to figure that out. We need to find a guy who can really be that perimeter lock, but we don't need to keep going into that because we talk about it on every episode. But yeah, those were just some things I noticed at the end of the game with our defense. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely needs needs some work. Um, one thing I did did notice that was a positive though, defensively at the end of the game at least was. Um, when the Nuggets were kind of hunting Damian Lillard uh, to try to go after him in a pick-and-roll handoff, he was doing a great job of you know turning, pointing at his man, uh, and shouting out who needs to come help, whether that be Giannis or Brooke. Normally they were trying to get Jokic onto him, um, and I think Dame did a great job of you know switching off, going to a guard, going to someone that he you know possibly can guard, and that was something I haven't really seen from him all year. Uh, normally Dame's pretty pretty lazy on defense. He doesn't really try very much, which is like fine because of his offensive output. But on a night like tonight where he's just good, not great. I think he only had 18 points. Uh, only took 13 shots, Steve. So it's not like he was out here, you know, looking like an all-star starter. But at least on defense, he was communicating down the stretch, uh, really, really trying. And that effort is definitely good to see, especially with, you know, a new coach who might be motivating them to try harder than they were previously. Yeah, the energy definitely felt like it was there tonight. But sticking with that defensive theme, um, we did a pretty good job on Jokic for the most part. I know the box score is going to tell you he had like 25 points, triple double. But I mean, we held him to 10 of 25. Uh, Giannis guarding Jokic, I thought was a really, really uh, entertaining matchup. Uh, that was quite the battle to watch, but uh, yeah, I just felt like we were kind of giving the guy problems for, you know, majority of the night. Obviously he's still going to get stuff done because he's that type of guy. He's an MVP recent champion. So um, he's, he's going to score. He's going to get his, but I think like, I mean, we held a great offensive team to what one thirteen tonight. And I think that's mostly because we did a good job containing Jokic. I don't want to say stopping him, but I would say we relatively contained him. And I think that's like something if this team can really key in on the other te the opposing team's best guy, Hirsch, maybe that can kind of help us get over that weak defensive front line that we have with uh, Malik, Dame and Chris. But definitely a positive I took away from tonight. Definitely. One thing I noticed on on the Jokic piece was how good Brooke Lopez is at guarding him. Um, it seems like, you know, having Jokic be pretty slow uh, moving wise. And, you know, Brooke's also pretty slow, uh, and they're both huge. They kind of mashed up perfectly. Uh, Brooke has better defensive instincts, so he's, you know, he was able to kind of inflict some damage, some contests on those on those shots. Um, and also offensively, Steve, Brooke, Brooke's had back-to-back -back great shooting nights. I think he went five of nine from three tonight. Um, so it, it really does look like Brooke has found his shot, Steve. And, you know, if he has, I think that's, you know, a massive plus for the team because he really hasn't been – you know, that great offensively all season. But if he's shooting like this, if he really has, you know, found his shot like vintage Brooke, I think, you know, he, he could also be in for a huge second half of the season.
Yeah, no, I mean, as long as he's just getting like, as long as he gets hot at the right time, it's all that really matters with Brooke. I mean, I'm sure again, he'll, he'll slump. I mean, it's a long season. There's still 35 games or so left, but, um, all in all though, what was like your thought on doc's first game coaching? I mean, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I thought his rotations were definitely interesting. Um, just the fact that, you know, we did see Andre Jackson in that last game with Joe Pronti get 17 minutes. Um, I know we, we were kind of blowing out the Pelicans, but we still get, did get to see, uh, both, both Marjan and, um, Andre Jackson see the floor. Uh, but tonight doc only ran a nine man rotation. Uh, he it was basically veterans only, uh, neither of them saw the floor and the whole starting lineup played 30 plus minutes, Steve. So we definitely definitely see more of a veteran heavy approach from Doc, and that that probably means that you know you're correct on one of these guys either being shipped off or just completely benched and out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. And then uh, really quick, just speaking of the rotation, um, did you notice that actually Damian Lillard did not play like the entire first quarter, third quarter type of deal that he was that he had with AG, and like you said, he had his entire time in Portland. Uh, Doc's doing his thing. Um, you know, this, it's good to kind of see a coach take initiative and not necessarily, cause I know we were talking like, Hey, it's good that AG is listening to his players, but it got to the point where the players were coaching him. He wasn't coaching them. So I guess it's a little refreshing to kind of see a, a coach bring in his idea, his scheme, and really just run with that again, just my, again, my whole thing with doc is come playoff time. That's the real true test for the guy. But I think tonight was, you know, a pretty positive sign. I mean, you go, you go on the road against you know, the previous champ reigning champ and you play them hard. It looks like you could have won the game. I mean, they have that home crowd advantage, it, but we played them hard. We never gave up. I, I thought that was a really good thing to take away from tonight. Definitely. I also thought uh, Doc Rivers defensive strategy, uh, very similar to what AG was trying to implement early on in the season with that, you know, very high aggressive perimeter trap. Uh, they were doing a lot of that today. Uh, but instead they were doing it a little bit deeper in the mid range uh, so that, you know, Giannis and Brooke had the most mobility to be able to both contest threes out on the perimeter and get back uh, into the paint. So Brooke wasn't too far away from the rim and neither was Giannis. Uh, and that, that seemed to work really well. So maybe Doc Rivers has something cooking on the defensive side there. Um, but obviously, you know, like you mentioned, we, we really couldn't stop Jamal Murray. Um, and that, that continues to be an issue that we cannot stop, uh, opposing guards, uh, in crunch time, he, he was insane. Uh, and he was basically getting whatever he wanted. He had a couple of circus layups throughout the game as well. Uh, and you know, he's, he's a guy that's like a fringe all-star probably should be one, but won't be. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's definitely, um, very tough and we, we cannot guard him at all down the stretch. So, uh, we're definitely going to need to find a perimeter defender here coming up Steve but I think we'll take a quick break um, and we'll come back and preview this upcoming game on Wednesday against the Blazers and we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast my name is Hershey Winkleman he's Steven Dorf uh, and we're going to preview this upcoming game uh, against Portland on Wednesday Steve I think the main storyline here is obviously um, Dame's return to Portland uh, after his, you know, massive career there being, you know, a top 75 player all time. Uh, and, he, you know, he's now going back uh, to where he, you know, previously had his entire career. So it should be emotional for him. Uh, but luckily for us, this Blazers team 
It's only 13 and 33, uh, 20 games under 500. Steve, they're, they're struggling massively, and we kind of knew it going into the year. I mean, they did not have a very talented roster. Uh, they have some nice young guys, but, yeah, I think this is a good breath of fresh air. Hopefully Doc Rivers can, you know, get a nice win under his belt, and hopefully Dame will go off in his return. Yeah, I mean, not really much to say about this game on Wednesday. I mean, last game of January, so as we approach trade deadline, you know, this could be another game to kind of mess with the rotations, figure out, you know, who's going to stay, who's going to go between, you know, someone like maybe Andre Marjan, A.J. Green, all those guys. Um, But, yeah, Dame coming back to Portland, like you said, is probably the biggest storyline in that game. Um. Hopefully he balls out. I mean, I think it would be really cool for his like hometown team to see him ball out. And then obviously like, you know, we, we as Bucks fans want to see Dame start to get it back into gear and start to really turn it on. And I think this would be a great game for him to, you know, drop a 40 bomb or something like that. Just, just get going really. Cause I feel like we have had a lot of up and down Damian Lillard and not as much of the consistent all-star that we thought we got this year. Yeah, which is kind of surprising, Steve, because he is a first-time All-Star starter. So it's been kind of a weird year for us Bucks fans. You know, we're, we're very good. Yeah, we fired our coach. Uh, Dame's been very inconsistent and not what we thought. Yeah, he is an All-Star starter. Uh, it's been kind of a backwards year for us. But, you know, another, another weird storyline in this is, you know, Dame's kind of facing uh, the guy who replaced him. Obviously, you know, he didn't want to play with a rebuilding team, so he requested out, and they drafted a young point guard in Scoot Henderson. Uh, so that should be an interesting, you know, matchup as well. Um, but I think, and also an, another big uh, point on this road trip here is, is can Brooke really keep up his, his hot shooting? Um, I think that would be a huge X factor here, especially because we have a really tough stretch of games coming up, Steve, in this next month. Um, I did see a stat that we had the easiest first half and the toughest second half. Um, so now might be the time for, you know, some Doc Rivers magic. But Brooke getting his shot back and being more consistent on the offensive side is definitely going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the pick and roll between Dame and Giannis, we didn't really touch on it as much in the first half, but I expect to see a bit more of that. I didn't. I felt like it was pretty again similar to what we were doing with AG, where they were running it with with Bobby, Brooke, and Giannis. Mainly Brooke and Giannis tonight, but you know, I expect it to be more of just Dame Giannis and just like spam that until it like just spam it into the ground, really. Especially against a team like the Blazers, who realistically can't stop it. If or it would, I mean, I don't know if DeAndre Ayton's going to play. I mean, he's missed games for weird reasons this year, but I mean, we've seen what Giannis can do to DeAndre Ayton in the paint. So I expect this to be a team where we really see Doc go to that pick and roll that he's famous for. And this also, Steve, is not a team that, you know, has necessarily great scoring guards. I mean, obviously they have a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, who us Bucks fans are, you know, very, very familiar with. Um, and you know, shade and sharps, obviously an explosive guy, but he's, he's pretty young, not very, uh, sharp yet as you know, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty raw as a talent. And then, you know, Scoot Henderson's also had a pretty brutal offensive season, Steve. So this might be just like an easy game that, you know, the box perimeter defense can really kind of hold strong against some, you know, kind of flimsy, uh, offensive perimeter play from the Blazers. Yeah, these are the types of games like this is why you bring Doc in so you can like you expect to win these games by 20 plus whatever 15 plus 
to the point where you can rest your starters, whatever, with the last five minutes left. Like those, like this is that bad of a team. We are expected to be that good of a team. And that's why you bring in a coach like Doc. So I know, again, it's only going to be a second game in, but I expect to crush them. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we can definitely expect a win here, um, especially coming out, coming out uh, off of a loss. Excuse me. Um, yeah, no, nah, he Doc better have uh, a good game here because a loss to the Blazers would be pretty brutal, Steve. Yeah, that it would be. I highly doubt that happens. I, like my whole thing with Doc is he's going to get you wins in the regular season. And I think that, you know, this is just one of those teams where he's going to find something that works against them. And he's going to basically run it into the ground. Yeah, so hopefully it's that Damon Giannis pick and roll like you were talking about. But I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bucks and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. And let's go, Bucks.